Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. So the thing about tea is, you know, I'm a big, I'm a big fan. But I, I'm not a fan of the peppermint taste. No. Yeah. Which, interestingly enough, is the tea flavor that's sitting in front of me right now. Mm. You can smell it. And I, room. Yes. And, I, and I just can't believe that Throat Coat makes an option of different flavors. So now you're telling me I got to not only purchase the Throat Coat, but I got to find Throat Coat that is like original. Mm. I, I thought originally that Throat Coat was the flavor. Yeah, that's what I thought. Right. Exactly. Exactly. We're on the same page. Yes. I thought it's just like you get throat coat. That's the flavor. That's it. But here I am suffering. So sorry. In my, you know, quest to become a leader. Now I'm just having to suffer through peppermint. <laughs> do you like ginger tea? Oh, yeah. I'll do ginger. Absolutely. I, I like a ginger tea. Do you like ginger? I love ginger tea. Yeah. Absolutely. It's the spice of it. Yes. Yeah. It, it kind of hurts when you drink it. Mm-hmm. Feels healthy. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a good one. Ginger yeah. tea, I would go throat coat one, ginger two, I would do medicine ball, which has some citrus three. Yep. And lemon. It has yeah, all sorts of oh, stuff. Oh, dude, the medicine ball. Nothing worse when you go to a Starbucks, you're like, Can I get a grande medicine ball? And they're like, We're, we're all out. out. We're out. That's a tough call. And the fact that that is not on the menu, but it became so popular Everybody because, of knows me- it. because of social media. Yeah. It might as well be. It's a secret menu. Everybody knows the medicine ball. Mm-hmm. It's a it. I'm telling you, whatever they're doing in that thing, they're winning. <laughs> they know what they're about. By the way, I'm very much committed to not getting off coffee this next uh, fast in January, because in January I had to get off the fast. I mean, I had to get off the coffee for that fast. Yeah, That's and I had right. tea, and it was the worst 21 days of my life. Were you uh, drinking yeah. caffeinated tea or non-caffeinated? Tea? Non-caffeinated tea. Mm. It was yes. it was a situation. Yeah. Just like I'm in a situation right now with peppermint tea in front of me. But, but you, here we you still are. keep sipping at it, though. Oh, yeah. It's hot. It's it's, it's comforting. So I, I guess we're going to do we're going to record maybe perhaps the worst pod in the history of leadership <laughs> leaning right now. Yeah. Let us okay. know. In the, let us know in the reviews, you guys. <laughs> like starting off with negativity. Yeah. Come on. Turn your frown upside down. It's a leadership lean in. Let's go. Okay, today we are talking about leading through transition. And I like this idea because transition is inevitable. Life, yes. life is change. Here's an old quote. Life is change. Growth is optional. Mm. Choose wisely. Mm. Everything's changing. Technology's changing. Relationships changing. People are changing. Every industry is changing. Nothing's staying the same. Some, some, some are going backwards. Yep. And changing for the bad, some are changing <laughs> yeah, for the good. Right. But change is happening all the time. And um, and I think when it comes to, specifically, I'm not just talking about change today. I'm talking about the transitions. Yeah. Mm. The passing of the baton, a new guard, a new era. Um, you know, people transition onto the team. People transition off the team. And I think you got to be very aware about the realities of those two situations. And so I want to talk about leading through it because I find a lot of people, a lot of people, a lot of leaders, it's kind of like, I want to put my head in the sand and pretend like it's not happening. Yeah, totally. I don't want to face the facts. I don't want to face the reality. I don't want to, 
but to me it's like that old uh kids rhyme saying like can't go over it mm. i can't go under it can't go around it so i guess i'll go through it you gotta go through that's all of leadership it's like i'd love to avoid pain i'd love to avoid hardship transition i'd love to avoid hitting my lid right i gotta lead through stuff yep mm-hmm. and i think i think to me that's what makes a great leader is when people go like i'm going through a difficult time i'm going through transition i'm going through hardship i'm going through plateau i'm going through lack of relevancy whatever it is lead through it yeah. So good. So I want to talk today about how to lead through transition, which I think will be something that you just can put in your pocket. So the next transition you lead through, you're like, ah, oh, I remember what to do here. To me, that's so much of leadership is having the experience to go, ah, oh, I've been here. I know what to do. And because of mistakes, I know what not to do. Right. I learned from that. Yep. So let me just, let's just highlight a few. Number one, here's the first thing. Stay sweet with everybody. Mm. Don't. I'm preaching to myself. Turn that frown upside down. <laughs> right. You yeah. got to stay sweet. And this is just a life value, transition or not, is that, you know, I don't like the energy that is given to enemies. I mm. don't like that mm. chip on the shoulder. You know, people are, you know, it's like um, Geno Smith won, you know, for the Seahawks yeah. on Monday night. And I, I, think, I think he had a really cool quote. They got him on the field right after, and they're asking Gino, everybody wrote you off. You know, what's up? How you feel? Look at you now. And he said uh, something to the effect of, like, everybody wrote me off, but I didn't write back. Yeah. Wow. And I just thought, love that. Yeah, I was like, okay, Gino. Yeah, Gino. So and by the way, Gino balled out. Crazy. Crazy. I think. Um, for that night, I'll, I, I'll accept that one. But overall, I don't like giving energy to negativity, right? To enemies. I, first of all, you don't have that many enemies, right? No. Not a lot of people against you. People, the the majority are rooting for you. Yep. And I think that you got to just stay sweet. I think the problem with transitions for a lot of leaders is we take it so personal, mm. and we lack the ability to compartmentalize. And and we lack the ability to put ourselves in other people's shoes. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know their financial reality. Mm. I don't know their upbringing. Mm. I don't know the dreams in their heart. I don't even know their peer to peer relationships. Right. I don't know the conflict they've been going through. I don't know the frustration. I. How would I try and make all that about me? That's I think, right. I think that only speaks to the shallowness of the soul, the insecurity of a leader, to make everything so personal. And I think when you are secure, you can just stay sweet. Right. And just and, and stay a fan, stay in relationship. I don't like that cutthroat mentality. If if they're with us, then right. we're with them. But if they're not with us, don't let the door hit you with a good... I mean, just get out of here. <laughs> just the whole thing is just... That's a great... It's like, guys, we, you're not a football coach. You're a leader. Yeah. Totally. This is not the mafia. No. You and not That's great. By the way, just get ready. At some point, everybody's leaving you. Yeah. Yes. And wow. so and so get ready for it. Mm-hmm. Totally. And prepare yourself with sweetness. Prepare yourself with I, I think that's why just living your life with an open hand and an open heart. Yeah. Sorry, let's add open mind. Open hand, open heart, open mind. Why is everything open? Because none, none of it's mine. 
to live close fist, closed heart, closed mind, to me speaks of the fear of the future, mm. the fear of people leaving. You watch this in parents. Right. Oh, when Johnny leaves the house, I don't know what we're going to do. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. <laughs> I'm going to play golf every day. And me and Julie are going to be at the Italian restaurant sipping on the Pinot. Okay? Love That's it. what we're going to be doing. Yes. We're going to be partying yes. Yes. like it's 1999. <laughs> don't let the door hit you. So, uh, but I just think the reality is, is that a lot of people get sour in transition. Yeah. I hear so many stories about the cold shoulder, about the no communication, about the... So you're saying to me that the relationship is only built on we're in the same team? Yeah, you know, I think that part of that, sometimes it is intentional. Cold shoulder, I'm offended. How dare you leave? Then the other part of it is pace of the organization. Like some people experience that and it's not intentional the organization just moving at such a light speed that people get left in the dust when they leave. They um, leave, you know, the relationships are only formed in the sense of the workplace. Well, I think you got to define relationships. You know, mm. you bring up a good point. I heard Bishop Jakes say a long time ago, you know, you have in your life, you have comrades, you have constituents, and I forget the other C that he, he, he referenced, but basically he was talking about, we have a problem delineating between who is actually for me mm. Who is actually in my life because we are against what we, we're both against the same thing. Wow. And then who is actually in my life because we are, we're for the same thing. It's really interesting. Mm -hmm. So when, when I'm on a, a team, yep. we're for this, trying to move the ball forward. We're trying to get, get this job done, you know, fill in the blank, whether it's raising money or building a build business or, you know, trying to win a championship, whatever it is. But when we stop being in the trenches together, what gets exposed is the dynamics of a relationship, were they real or not? Mm -hmm. yeah. Not real, sorry. Real's not the right word. How, how intimate was that relationship and what is it built off? It gets yeah. exposed. Yes, yes. And I think that you, it's always good to, I, I'll use the word again, compartmentalize. Who in my life is going to be with me no matter where I work, no mm. matter where I live, no matter what I do? That is a very few group of people. Yes. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people in my life that are against the same things I'm against, and that is our rally cry, mm. which is an interesting group to yeah. me. I don't really enemy know. of my enemy is my friend. There you go. Yeah. Enemy of my enemy is my friend, and that that we have to understand that. Sometimes people get close together because we, crisis brought us, or yep. Yep. rage, or we don't Hatred like or we don't like this president, yeah. we don't yeah. like this political mm -hmm. party, we don't like this leader, we don't like this mayor, we don't like this pastor, whatever. Okay, well, then you take them out, and then what, what you got? Nothing. Yeah. You got nothing. Yeah. So my value and what I want to encourage every leader in, stay sweet with everybody. When we first moved to L.A., um, you know, we were we were we felt very called to L.A. In fact, someone was in our house last night till almost 1 in the morning, uh, someone that's new in our church leader, and they were asking us questions about moving to L.A., so we were kind of telling them the story, and we are saying... You know, when we moved here, um, at the same time, um, some of our dearest friends in the world, Pastors Judah and Chelsea Smith, who, by the way, Zoe would not exist without them. They launched our church yeah. literally, yeah. Oh. you know, financially and, and, and as a covering, launched Zoe Church. We're forever indebted and with them forever. They are the, they are the gold standard on yeah. every level, in my opinion. And so... Um, when there was a Bible study Judah had started, and we were kind of 
loosely throwing around the idea maybe that would turn into the, our church because everybody knew he knew everybody knew that knew us we we're going to start a church in la I'll never forget when we sat down there like, hey, we're so sorry, but, you know, we really feel like this Bible study we started is <laughs> we're supposed to we're supposed to pastor this. We're supposed to turn this mm. into a church, oh. but we still respect you and we'll help you go to L.A. when the time's right. And I really always admired and respected that. That speaks to a big soul. Yeah. yeah Small absolutely. souls threatened by that cuts off. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, there's there's millions of people. There's room for both of us. Yeah, there's room. Yeah, right. yeah so. Um, so we, they were coming in, we were coming in Hillsong had just come in. Some of our dear friends, Ben and Lucille Houston. And I happened to be in Sydney, Australia. And we're sitting there having uh, breakfast with Gary Clark, who's at the time, like the number two in Hillsong still is a huge part of the organization. And he's like, Hey, with everything that's going on, just do me a favor. Just stay sweet with everyone. So great. This will all play out. Everything will fall the way it's supposed to fall and you know land the way it's supposed to land i mean and just stay sw- that's where i got that language i go that's good language mm. that's good mindset during change and transition sometimes transitions last we i was in a meeting yesterday and someone is still referring to a transition that happened over two years ago wow. so there's just transition it lingers there's i like to use the word residue mm. there's always residue with change and sometimes it gets cleaned up quick yeah. Sometimes it lingers and you just never know. No matter how the time doesn't matter to me. The spirit and the attitude matters. Right, right. Stay sweet with everybody and you'll watch your relationships stay intact. I love that. Rather than get broken. Totally. This is a little bit off the you know, off of this topic, but it has to do with what you're saying. Do you have a philosophy on how fast you want to move through transition? If a staff member employee comes to you and says, Hey, I think it's time, you know, I want to process through this with you. Do you have a philosophy like, hey, do we want this thing to be six months? Or I think it's case by case. Okay, it's life by life. It's attitude by attitude. It's it's situation by situation. It's you know, I was driving in today listening to Colin Coward, one of my favorite talkers in the world. He was he was uh, differentiating between Mike McCarthy's uh, judgment call with 14 seconds left with the Dallas Cowboys and Dak Prescott and his blunder, and then you know fourth and five in the Seahawks Stadium. <laughs> yeah, they go for it, 64 yard field goal, the record. longest I think the record before Tied. that was like yeah. 58 or something like wow. that. And he was you know just you know uh, talking about situational football. I think transitions are situational transitions. Mm. What's the situation, and and how fast do we need to replace? Is always something I'm thinking about. You know, when some some people transition out, we got to replace them while that person's there so they can get trained. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Other people, we have a little bit of time. It's really good. We have a little bit. We have a little bit of space. We're not in so much of a rush. Mm-hmm. We I always think like, how soon do I need to replace this person? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Because I kind of prefer gap, right. a little bit of a gap. I find it to be a little bit helpful to the team if everything's just so like cookie cutter clean. Like this person's in, this person's out. I just I don't I don't personally appreciate it. Yeah. I feel like the gap leaves room for upgrade, not upgrade of personnel as much as, hey, what is this person leaving behind that we can yeah. upgrade, fix, totally. make a little bit better yeah. for the context of the yeah. organization yeah. to bring someone into? And it allows us to go, what unique um, 5% did that person that's leaving yeah. that we cannot replace? Yep. Because mm-hmm. it's them you can't replace. Yep. The right. duty you can, but the person you can never. Mm-hmm. And so it always helps me kind of differentiate and go like, oh, this is irreplaceable that's really good and then it's helpful but i just like that spirit stay sweet stay i like the word sweet obviously makes me think of sweet tea not that <laughs> not the this tea, not not this the tea that i'm having is sweet <laughs> the uh, second thing put down 
get to the root, don't look at the fruit. When you're leading through transitions, I think that you you can't look at the decision of why someone is transitioning out. I think you have to look at the root of it. Mm-hmm. So we look at decisions. Right. And I think we have to look at root. And I always think like it's a, a transition is opportunity to look in the mirror. Transition is opportunity to look at the organization and go like, are there systems that you like the word you use upgrade? Do I need to upgrade? Do the systems need to upgrade? Does the culture need to upgrade? What, I got to look at the root of stuff because a lot of times you have to kind of take things in context. Right. It's like the whole saying, people don't leave jobs, they leave people. Yeah, right. That's a saying. That doesn't mean that, that doesn't mean it's, it's not a, a law. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not a truth forever. Right. <laughs> you know it doesn't have to be your yeah, context. It's yeah. like, oh, that's a cool saying, but it's a saying. Yeah. yeah. Saying. Does that make sense? So I got I to gotta bump that up against really good. all of it. And what is the root of what's happened in this situation, this department, this area, this team? I got, we got to get into the weeds of it because what one of the... I think this is one of the hardest things about leading, in my opinion, is facing the same problem over and over. Wow. Going round around the mountain and never getting to the promised mm. land. So it, it transitions force you to look in the mirror. There, you know, before you're just going. Mm-hmm. Something changes like, we got to look. Is Are we not doing it right? Did we mess this up? Is there is there things that we sh- we can improve? And so I think... You know, if if we look at the decision, which is I call I'm calling fruit here, then I think that you miss out on the opportunity to grow and get better. Look, get down the details of that and go. How can I improve? How can we get better? It's not always um, the person's fault. I'd love to play the blame game. Right. It's like it's like uh, you know. I'm doing all the media right now for worried um, about everything because we pray about nothing and I'm really enjoying it, but. I had all my lines down for help. I work with people with the podcasts and the yeah, TVs yeah, yeah. and all that, you know, just kind of that run of media. And I used to always say in that run of help, I work with people, I would love to play the blame game. The only problem with playing the blame game is I am the common denominator in all of my problems. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And so wherever I go, I go. And so all of me, all, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly of me. So I think that I would rather look at the things I can get better at and the controllables. I can't control people, which yeah. is such a great, if you can just release that lust for control, mm. I think that you'll sleep really good at night. Yeah, that's great. I just go like, listen, people are grownups. Totally. And they can do whatever the heck they want. Yep. And I'm not good enough to keep them here. I'm not good enough to recruit them here. So if somebody wants to leave here, that's they, they're grownups. Yeah. So I just think that take the pressure off try and find where you can improve but don't make it always them their fault they did this they went there they love that you know Mm -hmm. it's like i gotta find the root and find out not just for them but for me how can i get better right yeah uh go ahead april no i love what you were saying about you know it forces you to face some of the same problems that you have dealt with yeah talking about going around the mountain and it you know, I constantly, every time I feel like I have something to say, I'm referring back to a previous episode of something we talked about. Yeah, good. I like that. <laughs> Bring context. So, so the listener goes back yes, to listen to so that episode. Yes, so now they have to go back <laughs> right, and listen. Yes, right. I like um, that. But one of my favorite things we've talked about on here is the, is it a people problem or is it a systems problem? Yeah. And this is, like you said, it's kind of looking at, is this that 
what are some of these, not that the problems that we deal with are from the people who are leaving, but do you have like a system of addressing those kind of, those going around the mountain, going around the same problems? Do you have a, a system for like, taking this and kind of differentiating i think we our system yeah we, we we've implemented a system we've gotten really good we're working uh, um more on onboarding which you are going through right now april shout out to april whoa, whoa, whoa. hit the button yeah. april is today her first day on the job full-time let's wow. go we're working hard on onboarding and really making that process succinct and thorough and so that every staff that comes on is um, thoroughly equipped, you know. I think the other thing we're working hard at now, we've learned, is exit interviews. Yeah. And the exit interview process has been really valuable to us as going like, hey, as you're leaving, can you help us? Wow. Yeah. How can we get better? What 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 were some things that you you faced here in this organization that you would go, if you guys could improve this, I think you could really do better. And I think just adding that, input has really helped us yeah go Amazing. like hey i'd rather take all the leadership is about taking the blame let's mm. can we right. be honest right no. it's about eating humble pie it's about always looking inside your own life and going like i made the mistake i messed up i didn't organize i didn't communicate if you try and play the blame game you're going to continue to go around the mountain and face the same problems yes i'd rather look yes. inside i'd rather just live from the belief they did nothing wrong i did it yeah, wow. absolutely. Yeah, when you said uh, it's either a people problem or a systems problem, I go, well, the leader of the organization, if it's a people problem, it's because they didn't address it. That's it. If it's a systems problem, it's because the leader didn't address the system. That's it. It's it's, the day, it's, it's always it's you. It's the leadership. Everything yeah. rises and Everything falls. Everything rises and falls. <laughs> that's, that's the bottom line. Third thing I put down, forecast the future, good and bad. And I love this idea about forecasting because you want to have the ability to go, okay, because of the transitions we're going through right now, we want to get, uh, you know, our ducks in a row, things in order. And how can we, from here, once I've identified all the changes and all the improvements we can make, how can we forecast uh, a better, healthier culture, a better system? Where can we go? And and also, I think you got to forecast because of the transition. How many months or years is it going to take us to get that back? Yeah. Yep. You know, there, there's a ripple effect to transition. So I got to forecast some of these new employees that just came on. Uh, some of them we like fired up, ready to go, ready to give more energy. Ready. To, so I think we're going to add there. Some of them aren't going to have the experience, and and there's going to be questioning, uh, uh, you know, that comes with this. So I just think fast forward the tape. Mm. Mm. I find that the problem for most leaders is we want to just dwell on the hindsight that comes with looking back at what happened. Mm -hmm. And we spend so much time going, that happened, this happened. And we can dissect with 2020 vision in hindsight. Okay, that's great. But hindsight gives insight. And insight allows me to make decisions. Great. I got to have data to make decisions. Right. So I only rewind the tape so I can get stronger, smarter. So now with with data and info and intel, I can make decisions. Yes. So good. It's about now fast forward in the future and looking ahead and going, okay, I can't cry or spill milk. Mm -hmm. Change happened. All right, let's go. Yep, that's it. And I love that forecast. You had a great thought you gave me about uh, Coke and Amazon. Yeah, what was that story? Yeah. Okay, so uh, I looked up how much does Coke spend on their marketing? So 
on their image to people versus how much does Amazon spend on forecasting the future market. So Coca-Cola spends about $4 billion on marketing a year, which is just, it's monstrous. Amazon on forecasting for the next market spends $42 billion. So 10 times the amount of Coca-Cola's marketing. They spend on forecasting. We don't need to market if we already have the product Jesus where the market's going. Me. Jesus so help cool. me. Crazy. And, and if you think that, apply every leader listening, apply that to your world. What does forecasting look like? Mm-hmm. And I think also the the value of forecasting is people want to be a part of an organization that's going somewhere. Right. Yeah. They want to know where are we going? What are we doing? What's the plan? Yep. Do you they're look kind of looking at you, leader, like, do you have a plan? Do you know where we're going? Right. And I think most leaders are like, Well, we're we're in the midst of the plan. No, 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 that's not what I asked. Yeah. Right. We got a forecast. Yeah, just trust me. Yeah, we'll, no. We'll get, yeah, just trust me. We'll get there. You know, you don't need to know the plan. No, no, no. We got it. $42 billion. I wonder why they're doing <laughs> so, so good. So well. <laughs> yeah. Right? They're changing, changing, changing. I think this is the problem with most humans, not just leaders. We romanticize the past, mm. we glorify the past. Do you know how hard it is for people to move on? past a run a season a time yeah a, a group yep most i i find my experience in leadership has been most new leaders are trying to jump into the group but the the old guard won't let them right gatekeeping the gatekeeping and and it's the leader's fault that they allow that yep we've got to move on yeah we've got we forecasted we've seen it we know what's going to happen I, that's why i said forecast the good and the bad yeah. I know that whenever getting, we're getting ready to take new ground, an old guard is ruffled because it's the book Who Moved My Cheese. People love power and proximity, power and proximity, power and proximity. Mm. People are addicted to those two things. I want power because that makes me feel good, and I want proximity to the leader. Anytime you move people's power and proximity, you lost them. Yeah. Wow. They're gone. They yep. just can't handle it because yep. I used to be powerful, and I don't have any power. You stripped it. I used to have proximity. Now I don't have proximity. You take those two things away and you find out who you have in a leader. Wow. So interesting. And so you got to forecast and just be able to go, there's going to be bad with this. Right. Yeah. Once I love, it was one of my favorite sayings. Once you decide, you divide. Mm. As soon as you bring decision, you bring division. Yeah. I decide to do this. There's a group that will not like it. Yep. And so you've got to understand the power of forecasting. Yeah. Wow. I think you can also, you said like people romanticize the past. I think people also really romanticize the future and that is so, that can be just as harmful. Like it, you said, the good, the bad comes with the good. But I find that the people that usually ro- uh, romanticize the future are just dreamers. They're not leaders. Yeah, Leaders are not doing that because leaders face the bottom line and fe- leaders look at the get bank account every day. Right. Leaders get it done. And so the, it's, it's rare that leaders do that. It's, it's dreamers who haven't failed. Yeah. I, I go, if we bring it back to the Seahawks game, right? So... Uh, the, the quarterback for the Seahawks, Russell Wilson, the longtime Super Bowl winning, you know, took us to the playoffs. The first game. No, no, back, no. Hold on. Don't say took us to the playoffs. Won a Super Bowl for us. The only Super Bowl we've ever won. Continue. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> Put some respect on my man's name. <laughs> Our first game back, we play against him in Crazy. his new team. Yeah. And there was nothing more healing to the Seahawks fandom than facing our past, facing the old you know, the old star, the old star, you know, if we would have lost or we would have won, it wouldn't have mattered just the fact that we faced it. And I think probably a lot of organizations, they're coming up against old systems, old thinking, 
Like the greatest thing you can do right now is just face it head on. Face okay. it. Address it. Some people might go. You might lose. Yeah. So they got to go if they can't move past it. Yep. Mm-hmm. But so healthy. Don't let it just own you. Be that silent voice in the back, gatekeeping people. Yeah. You got to call it out. You got you to gotta move forward, and that's forecasting. Number four, when someone steps out, somebody else is stepping up. And I love this about leadership. And this is, the, this is to me why there's always a mandate on leadership development. There's always a mandate on raising up the next. You are not a leader if you don't have somebody in your wake. Yep. If you don't have somebody that you can go like, if I went away, went away today, I think these one, two, three people could fill that void. And it's leadership to go next man up. I yeah. love next man up mentality. Mm. Obviously, on this podcast, it's a leadership slash sports podcast. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> today it is. But um, you know, it's like it's like if if Dak Prescott goes down, it's the next guy up. Yeah. If Russell Wilson goes to the Denver Broncos, it's the next man up. Leadership is that thing where it's like we got to have a next man up. And if you don't have to use a biblical reference, Moses had a Joshua. Paul had a Timothy. You ha- Elijah had an Elisha. You gotta have the next guy. You yeah. gotta have somebody that you're. You know, it's like um, replace yourself. Yeah. And when somebody steps out, I'm always looking around the room, going, "Who's about to step up? Mm. Who's about to go? Like this is an opportunity here. This is I've been waiting. Not that I've been waiting for them to go, but I've been waiting for a chance. I've been in the in the shadows, working, developing, preparing, praying." Again, not that they would go, but that, you know, I would I would be used. I would get leadership opportunity. Leaders want more. Yeah. I've never woken up being like, I'm done. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I want more. I want more territory, more influence. I want, you know, like there's that hunger inside of leaders to conquer more mountains. Yeah. And so when somebody steps out, somebody's in that wing going like, I don't want to, I don't want to throw my name in the hat, but. If you look to your right, by the way, it's always to me, another Bible reference. It's never that, you know, like when Jesse, um, Samuel in the Bible, the Old Testament, comes to this guy Jesse's house because he thinks the next king is in this man's house. And so Jesse, the father goes, yeah, well, surely it's my firstborn, you know, classic, (laughs) classic firstborn. And Samuel's like, no, it's not the guy. And they go down through the brothers, and he's like, "Is it? Do you got any more?" And he's like, "Well, there's the one kid in the field. You know, he clearly cannot be him, though." Yeah. And 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 Samuel's like, "I think it is." Wow. It's rarely to me the obvious chosen next worship leader, person, star. It's always the one that's like, I think God's like, I've been raising that one. Wow. So I've been cool. getting that one ready. Mm. You, you tap into that. And I think that that's really cool. Who's stepping up? Who's there? Who's ready? Who's excited? Who's leaning in? Who? Do, and by the way, you need to, as a leader, determine who are you willing to work with? By the way, as a leader, I have the right to work with who I want to work with and not work with whoever I don't want to work with. Right. I have that right. Yep. I have the ability to go, don't want to work with them, do want to work with them. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And so who do I want to work with? Hungry people, humble people, hustle people. If they're hungry 
to learn, hungry to grow, hungry to help take this thing to the next level, you're on team. Let's go. Yep. If they're humble, in other words, it's about we, not me, and it's about the team and about the organization. I had a call. This is a great thought. I had a call yesterday. We, we were facing a, a problem here in the church, and I just needed this guy who is a, a, a volunteer who is lethal. And so I, when the problem appeared, I said, I know exactly who to call. So I called him. I said, hey, I really need help with something. He goes, bro, I already told you. I'll do whatever you need. Wow. I'll clean toilets, stack chairs. Whatever you need, Pastor, I already told you. You just tell me I'm there. I go, this is what I need. He goes, done. That's that hustle. Yeah. But that's that humble. Right. Humble. Like humility. You got to be careful. As a leader, do not turn into a specialist. Mm. A specialist is this is what I do, and I do not venture out of my box. Mm. If you got a specialist on your hand, you got a prima donna on your hand. Yeah. A leader is a servant. Mm -hmm. It's called servant leadership, which means I'm down for it. You hear what the man said? I already told you. Mm. I'll clean toilets, I'll stack chairs, whatever you need. Now, I'm not asking him to do that because no. he already did that in the season. He proved it to me. But I, I need people around me that are humble and hungry and ready to hustle. Absolutely. Right. Well, you're saying, I don't know a leader who doesn't want more, more ground, take yeah. more. Yeah. And I think sometimes when someone steps out, it's because they've made a new role to step into and now someone else can fill their shoes. And it's like a great leader is never going to be in the same spot for too long. Yeah, that's right. They're going to work themselves out of their own job. Out of a job. Create a new yeah. role, create a new position. That's right. And that's the only way your organization is going to grow. That's right. Is if you got leaders going, ah, there's another problem bigger than where I'm at yeah. that I got to solve and someone's got to take my place. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, the next one I put down is uh, never waste a transition. It's like the old saying, never waste a crisis, never waste a transition. Yeah. Transition is the opportunity. Make the physical aesthetic change, make the system change, make the org chart change. Like you got an opportunity at your hand. Don't waste it. Mm. Do not waste a crisis. Do not waste a transition. Transition is the opportunity you've been waiting for. Everybody's right. been waiting for. Right. We need fresh blood and fresh energy and fresh. Uh, we call it day one energy. Yeah. Mm. We, we took our kids, uh, you know, on Labor Day weekend, we took the weekend off and we were down playing in the pool at this hotel we were staying at and our nanny came down. Um, we had been down there, I think, maybe two days. Yeah, we were down there for two days. She came the third day. And the third day when she came, I'm telling you, she walked up to that pool with her sunglasses on and her Sunday outfit from, maybe she came from church, I don't can't remember, but I was like, me and Julia looked like we just... We've gotten crushed by these kids. <laughs> we are dying for a nap. And, the, and she came to the pool. I looked at Julia. I said, look, that's that right there? That's day one energy. Yeah. I remember what that felt like. Let me go back up to the hotel room and nap for two hours and get my day one energy back. Let's go. You got to have people around you that are ready for the new. And a lot of times that transition, it, it, people are looking around like, what are we going to do? Let's go. Right. Yep. What's the new play? Yep. Don't waste a transition. Last one, uh, number six, is, um, is sorry, I'm going to do two right here. You got to lead, just a side note, lead with tough skin and soft heart. Yeah. It's really hard to lead through transition if you got your, your, your uh, what is it, your, your feathers ruffled? Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Yep. You, you, you know, you, yeah, I want to say a couple other ones. There's a couple other ones. Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> I don't think I can say that. So I checked two of them down. Others, great. great. Yep. I checked two of them down there. I think that what happened, again, if you take everything personal, you just become a shell of yourself eventually. Yeah. You keep everybody at a distance because you're like, my heart's been hurt. It's amazing to me. I was thinking about this story maybe yesterday or the day before. Someone that I know that has had insane amounts of success was saying to a, a friend of mine recently that, that this person's gotten close. My friend has gotten close to this guy. And the guy says to him recently, I know you're getting close to me. You have to promise me that you won't hurt me. This person says, I have been so hurt. Jeez. And I'm get I'm letting you in, and you just have to promise me that you won't hurt me. And when they told me that story, I thought, man, people have gone through so much, haven't they? Yeah. And we try and just self-preserve and yeah. self-protect, and it's like I can't afford to get hurt. Please, just gotta stay at a distance and just. And I'm like, if you if you get there, you can't lead. No. You're you're exposing. Your inability to be a leader right now. Yep. Because leadership's about saying, come close. Yeah, right. Leadership's about saying, follow me as I follow Christ. Leadership's about putting people in your back pocket. I have 50-something people in my house on Sunday night. I had 20 people in my house last night. Yeah. It's like, you. I just can't afford to be like, nobody's coming over. Right. Nobody's getting close to me. Nobody's getting around. Nobody's... Does that like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, that's just a, it's a, it's not a mindset. It's a heart set. That's it. I'm yep. heartbroken. Yep. And hope deferred makes the heart sick. Why do people do this in transition? Because a lot of times transition represents hope deferred makes the heart sick. Right, right. I was hoping this was my guys. I was hoping this was the team. I was hoping this was the run. I hope this would last forever. Nothing lasts forever. Right. Nobody is yours. Right. You got to just stay soft hearted and have tough skin. To be a leader is to be questioned and accused and to live in a fishbowl and to have people uh, think bad things or say bad things. That's just being a leader. Yeah. Right, it's part of it. It's part of being you know, uh, in front. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to be criticized, do not lead. <laughs> right. So how do you simultaneously be aware that there's all those things going on and you can stay sweet with everybody? To me, if you figure that out, you can lead forever. I love that. But if you do not and you get all creased and crinkled and messed up and Mm. upset and you're trying to lead with soft skin and a tough heart, oh, you just a bitter bare face. You just you just a broken man. Yeah. You just you you just and you feel it from people. Then I have to say anything. Yep. You feel it like, oh they are bitter. They are hurt. They are wounded. They're offended. Okay, that's fine. If that's who you are today, good news. You can fix that today. That's it. Love that. Today. Yep, today. You can totally. fix it today. Right. Go get your heart right. Yep. If it, you need to have a coffee, have a coffee. You need to get a counselor, get a counselor. You need to, you need, you need to um, write out and, and process everything that happened so you can just understand it. Do it. But work through it because we just can't afford for you to have tender skin, offended over every little thing, and a tough heart. Yeah. It's really good. Last one, number seven. Move on. Come on. It's done. It's over. Yeah. I I already said it, but there's no need to cry or spill milk. That's it. Why? What are you doing? 
What are you, truly, come on, what are you doing? You're wasting your time. Get up and get going. And so, to me, one of my favorite stories, again, if you're not a person of faith, I use a lot of Bible reference in leadership because the best leadership book I've ever read in my life is the Bible and the best leader in the history of the world is a guy named Jesus. That's yep. just my personal view of leadership. And so there's a great story in the Bible. This guy, Moses, Moses was a dog. <laughs> Moses, yeah, 12 plagues and in in fire by night and cloud but you know manna and commandments and dry ground to get you out of here Crazy yeah. stuff. gangster people trying to take him out all the time still leading yep his own people his Honestly. own so by the way if your church doesn't like you welcome to the club <laughs> <laughs> you're part of a great list of people yeah right. yeah wow. yeah if your congregation trying to turn on you they try to turn on moses yeah Moses passes away. And the next, again, there's always got to be a next. The next guy's a guy named Joshua. And God shows up to Joshua and says, Now, Josh, Moses, my servant, is dead. And then he says to him multiple times, Let's go. Be strong and courageous. Be bold. Here we go, Josh. In other words, what he's saying, he's not saying, now, Josh, let's just take a few months and just think about Mo. <laughs> wow. He said, come on, son. Mm -hmm. That time's done. That was a great run. Man, man, that was fun. Man, when we put him, when we induct, when we hang up his jersey and we induct him in the Hall of Fame and he's in the Ring of Honor and we take him to Canton, Ohio, woo, he's good, good, go Mo. <laughs> but buddy, it's you now. Yeah. So let's go. I think you got to move on. You got to find a way to be like, so whatever you need to do, go, you know, sometimes you need physical change. I like sometimes paint the walls. Mm. Go get a haircut. Yeah. 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 Change the candle in the room. Something. Do something. Do something. It's Mark something. Turn the page. Yeah. Yeah. I love that you even mentioned those things like we induct him in the Hall of Fame. Like all these things. Like you have your moment of reflection. Of course. You have the moment of addressing okay what do we need to change we're not wasting it we have those moments but that moment doesn't last forever and people can get caught up in that moment i think it does a disservice to mo if we keep on worshiping him his ego can't handle that yeah his ego can't handle it and it doesn't honor the leader to keep him or or her at the forefront of the thing when they're gone yeah it doesn't you know that's not what they had envisioned for the organization. That's not what they wanted. And all, and by the way, the whole time you just romanticizing that thing. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. like get on, get on with it. But you have to live from the belief that that was a wow. Pillars, clouds, manna, commandments, plagues, dry ground. But guess what? The promised land is ahead. Yeah, come and on. And if you do not see the promised land, you're gonna go wow. No, no, no. The cloud and the pillar was that was just to sustain us right that was just to get us to the next thing. just to get us the next thing leadership is about going what's the next mountain yeah what's the next thing yeah on to the next challenge it and it never stops okay here's a question that might be kind of challenging but i don't know if we if there's a right answer for this but how long do you wait for someone or the team to move on before they have to move out well again it's like transitional football you got to case you, by case. Yeah, you got to. That's why I think you got to know the state. You got to know. You got to stay in tune. Leadership to me is about not checking out. 
The mm. moment you check out, you're, you, 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 things get behind you. Yep. And you, you stop losing reality. And we, and by the way, we all do that sometimes. Always. Yeah. We check out in our marriage. We check out in our parenting. We check out in, in with the team. It, you know, just to, to pretend like you're always in tune with everything is to, to not be human. Yeah. We get distracted. We get discouraged. We get, we, we get um, overwhelmed. I think that you got to re-engage and go like, okay, in this transition, where they at? Love that. Because I can't push them. Yep. Yeah. All, uh, just knowing where people are at allows you to, today on the way in, you know, I was telling you, I listened to call for a little bit, and then the, there was somebody that called me yesterday, so I called him back. How you doing? What's going on? How you feeling? I haven't seen this guy in a while. And he says, um, I'm reading your book right now, and I've called you yesterday because I've, I've really felt like this is a strong, successful guy. He said, I really feel like I need to tell you um, I'm dealing with depression. Mm. Mm. And I said, oh, I'm so sorry. And he starts telling me about his upbringing and his culture and his childhood and, you know, the demands and the pressures. And he said, I just couldn't bring myself to even say it before. Wow. I said, thank you so much for telling me that because now I know, number one, how to pray for you. And number two, know how to interact with you. Mm. And I think that it's like knowledge is power. Yeah. yeah. I got to know where the team is at so I know what does the team need right now. Sometimes you can push and call and demand and blah, blah, and other times it's like, let's all go get Slurpees. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And both are effective yeah. for the time that is needed. Yep, so good. So, I don't know if you're leaning out, but um, we're all leaning in. See you next time. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply.